Welcome to the Abbey Talks podcast series with myself, Lisa Farley, coordinator of the talk series here at the Abbey. Over the last couple of days, I collared the three youngsters from Jimmy's Hall, also known by their civilian names, Catherine Bell, Sarah Madigan and Craig Connolly. In these short podcasts, I asked the multi-talented cast members about the experience of working on Jimmy's Hall here in Dublin and there in Leitrim. Of the feisty Leitrim man who was edited out of history, of dancing on cars and productions that shook the ground beneath their feet. And if, as in the spirit of the production, there was a song, poem or piece of prose that speaks to them from their own lives and makes their hearts sing. And indeed there was. What follows is a triumvirate of the close-knit ensemble that gives insight, lyricism and an enthusiasm that is infectious. Enjoy this podcast. So would you mind introducing yourself and maybe talk about your role in Jimmy's Hall? Um, my name is Catherine Bell. I'm from Sligo um, originally, but I've lived in Dublin for some time now. And um, the role I play in Jimmy's Hall is Molly. Uh, she's around 17 years old and she's just looking to play some music and sing some songs and do a bit of dancing. Yeah, so um, my audition process was a little bit different to most. Um, there was an open call for musicians and it was for an age range that I'm definitely not in, but I sent an email anyway and said, listen, can I come along? And uh, so I arrived in and we basically, it was very informal. Um, there was a gang of about 20 musicians there and we all played a few tunes. Um, everyone kind of went around and said a bit about themselves and played a few tunes. And then I got up and danced at one point and learned out later that was the turning point and Graham said, okay. Um, so yeah, it was... Uh, didn't feel like an audition at all, um, from my perspective, especially not for acting. Um, so I got lucky enough. So I did um, the kind of academic course in Trinity, it's drama and theatre studies, and I did that, uh, graduated in 2015. Um, so before that, I would have obviously done youth theatre and drama and that the whole way through college, the whole way up until college, and decided to go and study it then. And it's a broad course the one in Trinity, it's not focused definitively on acting. So you get to try a, a wide berth of things. Yeah, for me, very different because I wouldn't have acted at this level at all. And it was something that I was incredibly nervous about being in a room with people of such a high calibre and like a broad range of people, people who'd never acted here before. And obviously the likes of Vasco and Breed who've been here for years. Um, but for me, what really helped was that we actually started with the music and dance which is the end of it that I will be much more familiar with. And um, so our first three days, in fact, were just music. So I got to get very comfortable with that and with the people in the room kind of through the lens that I'd be most comfortable at and was there, I suppose, for. Um, and then we just built, we built on that. So we started with the music, then integrated the dancing and then we did very little work on script until maybe the second or third week and Graham's approach is um, very relaxed and it's all about playing your action so you know exactly what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve with your lines and with your character before we even put it on its feet uh, which makes it a lot easier for someone who hasn't acted to this extent before. So uh, the movement came very organically. Uh, there was a lot of influence of the Irish dancing in it in terms of the rhythms. And we did look at a few videos of step dancing and Shano's dancing, which would be my background. 
But what Vicky wanted to do was create something that was new entirely, that came from the ensemble themselves, um, that came from the feelings behind the script. So what we did was we worked with words. She would give us words that related back to a scene, like defiance, laughter, community, strength. And we would build actions ourselves through those, around those words. And then Vicky would take those actions that everybody did and build it into a dance together like that. So there really is a part of everyone in each of all the, each of those dances, which is incredible. So um, in terms of researching the role of Molly, um, well, I had actually been involved in the film when it was filmed in Leitrim. Um, so I was very familiar with the story. I was working on that as a dancer. Um, and I guess a lot of that went back through talking to some of the people who I'd been involved with there. Um, it's I did some reading in terms of the time um, around the 1930s and that, um, more so just to get a feel for like the social kind of structures of that. And it was something we thought about a lot. Um, you know, standing up when the priest comes in, which isn't something that we would do today, or even the familiarity between the three young the youngsters, you wouldn't, in the 1930s, you wouldn't run up and hug one of your male friends in the way that we would today. And um, so it was just getting into the mindset of that. And Graham's big thing is he wanted the, he talked about the characters like a, like a tuning fork, two prongs going at exactly the same time to create the note. So he really didn't want us to get too far into the headspace of a character because he wanted them to be us and the character at the same time. And at any given time, he didn't really want to see the difference between the two. Um, so for me, my role is quite small and it's based around the music and the dance. And a lot of it was just kind of thinking back to the times when I was going to music festivals. That's my background is, you know, playing sessions, going dancing. And I just kind of talked to a lot of people who or seven, 16, 17, who I even would have taught music, who are that age now. And I was like, how do you feel about it now? And where do you go and play music now? So yeah, it was really kind of finding that balance between how you would behave in the 1930s, but what it really feels like to be a young person learning music today. The screen work, we had a lot of, uh, in the same way with the movement, we had a lot of dance classes because there was the, the Lindy Hop that we had to learn for that as well, and a bit of the Charleston. So that was demanding, but, in terms of the performance of it, like with film, there's a lot of standing around, waiting in fields, up to your knees in mud. Um, so this in terms of energy and maintaining the energy is definitely a lot more demanding. Um, it's such a condensed period to learn so many different dances. And again, the energy that goes into the show every night is incredibly high. So I think, I think this is definitely more demanding. Yeah, so we all went out to Effner one of the days, actually the Thursday that the show, we had our first preview, um, so it was the perfect time. We went out in the morning and had a lovely day, a few threatening clouds, blue sky though, and it was great, and um, it really felt like we got off the bus and it really felt like a pilgrimage, because we had heard so many stories at that point. We talked to Paul Gralton, and, you know, just to even, we went down to the spot where the hall was, there's a monument there, and I think everyone was just shocked into, not shocked, but like there was a real solemnity and a real kind of sense of respect for the place and 
for the story that allowed us all to be there together. Um, and then we did a few dances in front of the in front of the house itself. But we got to go up to the farmhouse and we got to see the roof where Jimmy climbed through to escape and a few songs were sang and a few photos taken, of course. That was the whole point of us being there. But, I mean, there was a real sense of awe among everyone. You're telling, especially that we opened in Leitrim, you're telling these people's story and you have to respect that. And these are people's memories and you can't kind of... I mean, there is some liberty you can take and there's liberties are taken with the story in terms of, you know, who's married to who in the story and what exactly happened when, as with um, any tale. But, you know, I think everyone had a very... was very conscious of the fact that these were real people's lives that you're dealing with. And that really came home when we were in Efrina. And the first night we opened in Leitrim and... Jimmy says, Leitrim man, born and reared, to a room full of Leitrim people and him from Northern Ireland. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like to think we kind of respected that. And But again, it's, it's a mishmash, this show. I mean, the songs, they come from, a lot of them are 1980s. Um, there's no purist trad in this show. It's not set dancing, it's not shadows dancing. Um, you've got your electric guitars and people scratching their heads saying... So, I know, it's bringing new life to old characters, I suppose. So, the piece that I've chosen, um, it's a poem by Charles Bukowski, um, American poet that I'm a little bit obsessed with and have been obsessed with for quite some time. And writer, of course, he wrote himself. Um, something I love about him is that he didn't actually start writing poetry until he was 37. And he never let the fact that, oh, you're too old to start something new, stop him and has a really thought of, you know, if you're going to do something, do it, it will happen. And the art is inside a person. You can't force it, so don't. Um, and that's his ethos. Now, very controversial writer. Some people hate him. Um, very, writes a lot of dark, kind of dank poetry. But within that makes it really, really beautiful points. And that's something I really like about him. And this poem, it's called No Leaders, Please. Um, which I really like and I kept coming back to this poem in relation to this because we're an ensemble and that was something that was hammered home a lot you know we're all in this together Graham says you are enough to each of us all of the time don't try and pretend to be anything you're not you are enough and we're a group and there's no one heading it up um, and it's about basically Inventing yourself and reinvent yourself, it's kind of the chorus line through it. And don't be afraid to make the changes because you grow and you evolve. And don't let anybody tell you to be someone you're not. Um, so that's something that I really like it and it's always spoken to me. I think I read it the first time when I was maybe in first or second year in college. And it's something that I always come back to. So, no leaders please. Invent yourself and reinvent yourself. Don't swim in the same slough. Invent yourself and then reinvent yourself and stay out of the clutches of mediocrity. Invent yourself and then reinvent yourself. Change your tone and shape so often that they can never categorise you. 
reinvigorate yourself and accept what is, but only on the terms that you have invented and reinvented. Be self-taught and reinvent your life because you must. It is your life and its history and the present belong only to you.